Boom, shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1947 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. Productivity, discipline, focus, those are my three greatest strengths, and they can be yours too. Just visit themasteryjournal.com and master all three skills in 100 days. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Ryan Carson. Ryan, are you prepared to ignite? Oh, yeah. Woo! Yes. I'm super excited. <laughs> Let's do it. Ryan <laughs> is the founder of Treehouse, an online technology school with over 80,000 enrolled students. He's passionate about creating the future of education to change as many lives as possible. Ryan, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Born and raised in Colorado, uh, was really lucky to have great parents that, that loved me and supported me. So went to college, studied computer science, and uh, then I thought, I don't know what I don't know, and I've lived in Colorado my whole life, so let's move to a foreign country. So uh, I watched the film um, Notting Hill, mm. and I <laughs> thought it looked nice, so I moved to England. And, uh, and I was going to stay for a year, and then I met a girl. And of course, that girl changed my life, and we got married, and I stayed in England for 12 years. And I started out as a web developer, um, you know, got a job as, as a coder because I studied computer science. And when I got my first job, I was shocked at this crazy disconnect between my degree and the job. And we'll talk about it more later, but that is really the seed of where the idea came from for Treehouse. It, it really bothered me that, you know, we had invested $50,000 in this degree, and yet I didn't really use any of it in my job. Um, so then fast forward, you know, 10 years later, and I started Treehouse to fix that problem. And that journey took us all the way to Portland, Oregon now. So our headquarters is here, and uh, it's been an amazing, fun, hard, crazy journey. Well, we will put some fertilizer on that seed, Ryan, to see how it sprouts into what is now a treehouse, <laughs> of course. But before we get into your journey a little bit more, what would you say today is your area of expertise? It is taking normal folks from zero to job ready as developers. That's, that's really what I know everything about. And on top of that, I've learned how to be you know, a CEO that can do that. And uh, I really don't have any business training, so I've had to learn everything on the, on the fly. And so I've really learned how to build a business, you know, how to get through tough things. But most of all, you know, how do you teach normal folks how to code so they can get a job? Um, and then uh, related to that, we're, we're getting really good at helping businesses create that talent um, by actually creating a talent pipeline where they can create developers instead of, you know, battle Facebook for expensive developers. So getting really good at that stuff. Okay, well, let's not be vague. Don't go broad here. Don't give me some obvious answer. <laughs> I, want a, I want a specific thing that we probably don't know as entrepreneurs about that area of expertise, about becoming a coder XYZ. Tell us something awesome. The secret is, is that you absolutely do not need a college degree. Um, okay, check. We get that. That's not specific. Let's get specific. We no, don't need a college degree. Let's dive in. What's something, one, just one thing, one tip, Ryan, one tool, one tactic that you just find over and over again that people come to you not knowing that you wish they knew? 
people do not know how to actually get a job in technology. And what they need to understand is it's not binary. You don't all of a sudden become employed versus being unemployed in tech. What you do, this is a, a secret tactic, is you learn how to code. And as you're learning how to code, what you do is you go to a friend or a neighbor or a local business and you say, can I build a website for you for free? And they're going to say yes. And after you do that, which is going to be hard and it's not going to be that great, then you go out and ask another small business and say, can I build a website or an app for you for $100? And then once you do that, then you keep repeating this process until you eventually are charging thousands of dollars for your work. And you now are a developer as a job. So it isn't this binary thing. Um, there's this way to actually ease your way into this industry and it works time after time after time. Step by step, inch by inch, row by row, Fire Nation, you need to build up your library. And like, who should give you a chance, you know, if you're going to charge them money that first time? No, you got to do the work for free. I mean, you have to be willing to Amen. build up that library and make that happen so that you can prove to others that, hey, I am a value. Look at what I've done. Now you have that proof of concept. So, Ryan, let's do a little bit of a shift here because you've kind of given us a background of your story. It's ended up in Portland, Oregon with Treehouse. But what, throughout all of this, has been your worst entrepreneurial moment? Take us there. Tell us that story. I was a web developer from 2000 to 2004. And uh, I looked at my boss and I thought, I could do his job. You know, I mean, how hard can it be, right? <laughs> so, you know, he just kind of comes to work in his fancy car and, and makes a ton of money. And we do all the work here. So I bet I could do that. So, you know, that classic kind of naivete that all of us entrepreneurs have. And so I quit. And um, I had the idea for a product. And it was a very simple product. Uh, send large files that you can't email. You know, this is 2004. That was still really hard. Uh, so I built a simple web app to do it. I was inspired by Jason and David Hennemeyer Hansen from 37 Signals, now Basecamp, to charge monthly for this product. And I, and I built it, and I quit, and I started selling it. And it was hard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had all these Excel sheets that were showing our revenue growing, growing, and how we were going to make millions of dollars someday. And, and I showed my wife this. You know, my wife was a successful... Uh, magazine editor. She was a journalist. And I said, you know, uh, honey, we're going to, we're going to build a big business here, you know, and just, just watch, you know, honey, we're going to be it. rich. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who's, Talk about who's setting expectations. Before? Good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I learned that lesson. So, so, you know, I started working on it and of course it was really hard. Um, you know, I had priced the product totally wrong. I, I, it was something like $500 a month. And I was selling to businesses and I, I did not even know how to do that. Um, and so I had this chart on the wall that was a, th a thermostat, you know, and showed sales and how as they were going to go up, we'd eventually hit the top of the thermostat and celebrate. And, you know, I got to about four sales mm. and we, we are talking like we're six months in now. And, uh, and it got worse and I just got more and more discouraged. And, and I remember... One day, it was lunchtime, and I worked literally by myself in my top bedroom, you know, at a computer. Um, and I remember lunch came, and my wife is at work, and I was by myself. And, and I thought, uh, I think I'm going to watch a movie over lunch. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because it's, 
I'm depressed. I had a Downton Abbey marathon a couple of weeks ago. I'm not going to lie. It happens. <laughs> That's okay. Um, <laughs> so I, I was depressed and I thought, I just don't want to think about this right now. So I watched a movie over work. And then afterwards I was like, something is wrong. Like if I'm watching a movie during work hours, <laughs> I am, something is not right. And I need to get real here. Like, is this going to work or not? And after some thought, I, you know, I realized um, I don't know how to fix this and, uh, I think we're going to fail. And so the worst moment was, uh, was one night where I, my, my wife is an amazing cook. So she was cooking dinner and I kind of came down and, and I, I said, Jill, I don't think this thing is going to happen. Uh, I, I literally think we're going to fail. And it was humiliating you know, to say, Hey, all these graphs I showed you were wrong. Everything I said I could do didn't happen and I'm failing. And it was the worst. Um, and you know, she was loving and kind and said, don't worry, we'll figure it out. And, and I'm lucky to have a partner like that. So we did pick it up and look at Treehouse now. So there you go. Well, that's obviously hurts. I can feel the agony in <laughs> your voice as you're telling your wife that, hey, babe, this is just, this is not going to happen. And, and that hurts Fire Nation. And that's what happens when we're entrepreneurs. We take these big risks and a lot of times they do end up in failure. But, you know, we learn from that. So on that note, Ryan, I mean, you did a ton of things wrong. We don't have time to go through all of them. Oh my goodness. But Thousands. you mentioned pricing is one thing, but what's like one thing that you really think could help Fire Nation that you specifically did wrong? Just give us one sentence, Ryan. Keep it short, keep it sweet. Give us one great lesson learned from that experience. You think you're bad at sales. You can learn. Sales is something you can learn. So if you don't feel like a natural salesperson, that doesn't matter. Um, this has been transformational for me in my career. It's just, it's kind of black and white. And I, I wish that I would have learned this six years ago. Yeah, and Fire Nation, the episode just yesterday, I had Wes Schaefer, the sales whisperer on the show. So if you didn't hear it, nice. um, maybe after this episode, go back and listen to that one because he drops value bomb after value bomb about sales. And, you know, how to sell even if you hate selling, because deep down, you know, selling sucks and it's tough. Ryan, let's talk about one of the greatest ideas you've had to date. You've had a lot, but break down one of them. Tell us that story. This is something we figured out in the last year, and I am ridiculously excited about it. So, uh, you know, I said earlier, you don't need a college degree to get a job in tech. Well, we decided to actually figure out how that works. And so this year, I specifically focused on... Uh, people of color and women who are massively underrepresented in tech. And I realized I was not doing a good enough job to equal the playing field and to empower folks to get in the industry. So we decided to dig in and figure out what we could do. Um, and so I went out and talked to black folks and Latinx folks and women and said, please help me understand. You know, I'm a white guy with a ton of privilege. Teach me. And they said, Ryan, you know, because of who you are, you can't walk into a group like us and tell us we can get a job in tech without a college degree. Like, we don't believe you. Sorry. You don't have credibility. You don't look like us. So you need to partner with someone that, that we trust. And then you need to go to employers and tell them to hire people without computer science degrees because people are still demanding that. And so I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to make this happen. And so 
we set up a partnership with the Boys and Girls Club, and we said, please communicate this message, this amazing news that you can get an amazing job that's creative and fun without a college degree, um, and it pays really well. So they started doing that. And then I went to employers and I said, put your money where your mouth is. You say you want to hire diverse talent. Well, you have to stop requiring computer science degrees because there just isn't a huge number of diverse folks coming out of computer science. And they said, we'll do it. And so we booted up this pilot. Um, it's called Future Tech. And uh, there's amazing employers like Nike hiring out of it. And what I've learned is that if you dig into a tough problem and you're willing to have a long timeline, like years, to solve it, you can do crazy things, crazy things. So after a year of hard work, we literally have this system that we can plug into any company and say, hey, you can actually hire the diverse talent you want. And we plug it in, and it's a product now at Treehouse. And everyone listening, I just want to encourage you, try to lengthen your timelines on your projects and have extremely, you know, literally 10-year timelines in front of you. And it's shocking what you can achieve with patience. Fire Nation, this is a marathon that we're on. This is not a sprint. You're never seeing anybody win at a high level that's looked at this like a sprint. You just don't. And there's a great quote, I think mm. it's Peter Drucker. I'm not sure. Maybe you know because you were just talking a lot about this, Ryan. But people often overestimate what they can accomplish in a year but they way underestimate what they can accomplish in 10 years. Like you can accomplish amazing Amen. things in 10 years, but you need to have that long-term horizon. So that's my biggest piece of advice and takeaway from your story, Ryan. What do you want to make sure our listeners get from your story? I want to make sure that they understand that uh, if you have a longer timeline and you truly believe in your mission, do not let people tell you you can't do it. Just... It, they will tell you over and over again, you can't do it, you're gonna fail, and you just have to have this deep, deep why. And it took me 32 years to find it, yeah. right? So Treehouse was started when I was 32, so I don't wanna tell everybody your first idea is gonna be your why, but once you get it, which you will, um, you will be unstoppable. You just have to not give up. Well, that was a magical year for us because I started Entrepreneur on Fire at the age of 32. So Fire Nation, if you're not yet 32, Boom. maybe that's your year. If you're <laughs> older than 32, don't worry. 42, 52, 82, it all works. It all works. Just start yes. now. And Ryan's going to be dropping some value bombs when we get back from thinking our sponsors. Ready to make a move towards diversifying your income in the new year, but not sure where to start? Allow me to introduce you to Eric Van Horn, our guest right here on Entrepreneurs on Fire, episode 1902. Eric is a seasoned franchise owner, and he has enough experience in the field to know that franchising is an incredible vehicle to help you reach your personal and financial goals. In fact, he recently published an ebook called The Franchising Playbook, Seven Strategies to Find Your Freedom Through Franchise Ownership. Inside, he teaches the seven key factors to franchise success. He also shares his personal contact info in this ebook. So if after reading it, you have any questions about whether franchise ownership is right for you, just call him. Eric has personally helped over 1,000 people diversify their income through franchise ownership, and you can take your first step towards doing the same today. Visit ilovefranchising.com slash fire to download Eric's free ebook, The Franchising Playbook Today. That's ilovefranchising.com slash fire. 
If mailing and shipping are causing you to waste precious time waiting in line to the post office or trying to figure out how much postage you need, then Pitney Bowes can help. Pitney Bowes is the leader in mailing and shipping solutions. No matter what you send or how often you send it, Pitney Bowes has a solution to fit your needs. With Pitney Bowes, you can weigh, print, mail, and save all directly from your home or office. No more waiting in line at the post office and no more worrying about the correct amount of postage. Plus, did you know USPS rates went up in January? You can beat the increase and save three cents on every letter you send. Start saving time and money today with Pitney Bowes. Plans start at just $5 a month, and right now Pitney Bowes is offering Fire Nation a free trial to help you find the solution that's right for you and your business. Visit pb.com slash fire to learn more and try it free. That's pb.com slash fire. Terms apply. See site for details. Ryan, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? I am. Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Just believing that I didn't know how to do things. I couldn't sell. I couldn't market things. uh, I couldn't raise money. I couldn't do these things. I just had to get over that. What is the best advice you've ever received? Do not stop doing the daily, ridiculously boring tasks. (laughs) Uh, Do them over and over again for years, and then you get crazy results. And I just want to props to you. I mean, look at this. You're on episode 1907 (laughs) with Lawrence Wu. Are you saying this is boring? (laughs) uh, I I bet it is. Let's be frank. It's it's laborious, right? Uh, Every day. Laborious might be a better word. You have not quit. Right. And it's uh, it's a really good example to your listeners. And Fire Nation, that's one reason why I stress the daily routine so much, because you just got to have that daily routine, because if you just make that boring part, you know, of your day, part of the routine it just becomes habit. And then you just do it without even thinking about it. And it's just done. You know, like I just add small little things into my morning routine that just benefit me, like skin brushing. Like I didn't even know what that meant a year ago. Now it's part of my daily routine. <laughs> do I really know that it's, it's helping me out a ton? No, but my functional medicine doctor says it is. And it takes 30 seconds. So I do it. And who knows? Maybe it's helped me out a lot. So like what are those small things you can and should be doing? every single day. The Compound Effect, The Slight Edge, those are two great books that talk about this at length, ad nauseum, they're amazing. What's a personal habit, Ryan, that contributes to your success? I get up every day at 4.30 a.m., whether I feel like it or not. I work, yep, I love it. And I've, I've actually been only doing that for the past year and it has been transformational. And then I immediately look at my yearly Gantt chart so I lay out my yearly goals and then I expand it and say, okay, what do I, what have I already said I need to be doing today? And then I transfer those to do's to my written moleskin and I focus like an animal on <laughs> completing those things every day. What time are you typically falling asleep if you're getting up at 4.30? Not early enough. It, unfortunately, it's probably 10.30 and I'm, I'm working on that. Yeah. It, it really needs to be a little earlier. So I got to say, I think it does. I'm definitely not a doctor, but uh, I know that I treasure yeah. my eight hours and I don't always get it, but I definitely strive for it. And I'm an early bird too. I love getting up early, um, but got to get those eight for me. Internet resource, Ryan, share one and why. 
Uh, one that has been transformational for me is how I built this, uh, which in addition to Entrepreneur on Fire, you should be listening to because the stories are so brutally so honest. Good. I mean, it's it's like going to a, a therapist. It's so good. Yeah, the Ben and Jerry's one, unfortunately, oh. got me on a little Ben and Jerry's ice cream kick and I can't get <laughs> off it now because I'm like, oh, I love these guys. I got to go support them and I got to eat their ice cream. Yep. <laughs> I know. I was literally listening to um, the episode with Cliff Bar oh, yeah. uh, this morning during my workout and I mean the guy was was crying on the episode yeah. it, it, it's just it's so powerful it's great one book and share why uh, good to great it is transformational you know it's fact based it's uh, it's research based it's and it's opposite to what you're told um, from the media and from Silicon Valley it's great Ryan let's end today on fire with you giving us a parting piece of guidance the best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye Parting piece of advice is, is I'm going to reiterate, just don't quit. Go until you find your why. Don't quit. Um, if you want to find me, I am on Twitter and Instagram as at Ryan Carson. And if you want to check out Treehouse, we are teamtreehouse.com. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with RC and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Ryan in the search bar. This show notes page is going to pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz timestamps, links galore. And of course, check out teamtreehouse.com. Ryan, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you and we will catch you on the flip side. Been a joy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Ryan today. And I've created five incredible courses so that you can master productivity, accomplish goals, crush Kickstarter, create funnels and webinars that actually convert. And these are free courses and they're waiting for you at eofire.com. So I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>